What's up, Conroe? Welcome back to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. Woo. Yeah, we're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here uh, on this Thursday, 2 Thursday. p.m. Uh, it's me, me, Corey DLG, and as usual, little brother Nico. All right, we're going to leave with some bad news here. Got some bad news, guys. You oh, ready? no. Um... LeBron James has been denied his trademark term for Taco Tuesday. Yeah. What a what a what a travesty. Also, LeBron James isn't funny. Yeah, he's really not. I it, it looks like it always seemed like he was a funny guy because every clip him and other people are laughing. But then when they showed like he's like dad humor though. He probably was like a funny guy and then he had kids and it's all not funny anymore. I don't know. Like I, you don't I, know non dad Joey. He he was funny. I mean, I I still think Joey's funny. Yeah, <laughs> you're a kid. You have to. Right, a kid of 21 <laughs> years old. <laughs> oh, you're gonna pull age now? Yeah, because I'm 21 <laughs> years old. I'm a legal adult. I am no longer a minor adult. I still feel like people are kids until like 24, 25. That's fair. Like, and that really that really started like in the past couple of years. I would hear a news story, and they'd be like, this and that, at 22. And I was in my head, and be like, I did way worse than that. Like, not even, like, until they get to, like, murder. Then I don't admit to anything. Right. But, like, you know, they're like, oh, so-and-so stole a police car, drove it around, and da-da-da. I was like, I could have easily done it. Like, that would not have even been. That wouldn't have been weird. Wouldn't have been out of the wheelhouse at all at 22. There are lots of stories that I that I have to be told because I don't remember because we were having such a good time. Mm. And I'm like, huh, Cool. So I didn't steal a cop car. Didn't right. steal someone else's car, though. <laughs> no comment. Um, but the term is Taco Tuesday is a commonplace term. Yeah, everyone knows that. According to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Everyone knows that. But I feel like that standard hasn't... So here's, here's my issue with that. If you recall, famously, Paris Hilton applied for and received a patent for that time. Yeah, that's fair. That's hot. Like, parents hadn't been telling people that for a thousand years. Don't touch that. It's hot. Watch out. That's hot. Yeah, no, I don't know. That's a good point. Um, You know, Gilbert Arenas, for like a year, would yell hibachi when he would shoot a three. That's um, really weird, but all right. Well, he was a weird cat. I got a lot of weird Gilbert Arenas stories. We could do a, like an episode on Gilbert Arenas. But he would yell hibachi when he would shoot a three. Um, but like he never tried to trademark that, right? Um, also it's not it's not a thing. Like I didn't know Taco Tuesday was a thing that LeBron James cared about until I watched that one like Instagram video of right. Him. Well, and apparently, uh, I, I guess on set they had catering and then different days for different things, and so they've been doing Taco Tuesday for a little bit. That's funny. Yeah, I mean you know it works out. Um, but yeah, I just listen. I'm not upset that someone didn't get a patent. It feels inconsistent, but I don't know what the standards are on Yeah. That. Yeah, that's fair. Like, to call it a commonplace term, like, okay, cool, Th- then most of the patents probably can't be made. Right. But this is also how you get to that place where people for the longest time, actually, I think people still believe this, uh, where people for the longest time were like, you can't sing happy birthday. And then, like, the, the, the rumor's always been, like, someone famous owns it. Like, for a long time, it was, like, Disney owns it, and then it was, like, Michael Jackson owns it. 
And like the myth is always that someone else owns the song Happy Birthday. Right. And it's like no one owns it. It's not even an actual written song. I thought it was I think it was like patented, but like it was at that point it became like so ubiquitous, like N- no, it's the music is from an actual old song. Right. So like it would um so the the like the, the music actual would, musical copyright would be but gone. not the words right but the actual music like yeah if you made an album you couldn't record Happy Birthday because someone would be like oh that's too similar to my song I sue you but that song is also at this point like a hundred years old right so it's it in the common usage anyway right it doesn't matter anymore right but there's there's not like I was always like who is it like do you really think someone owns the song Happy like where have you ever heard it so like if they own it why aren't they singing it at all their concerts like every Every concert, they would sing it to someone because the, they own it. Like, it'd be a fun thing to do. No, it's just to flex on them. I don't know. Right. But restaurants all did it differently because they were all trying to... Originally, they were just trying to differentiate themselves. Right. It's fun. It's they put a big sombrero on you. Right. Sing a little jingle. Exactly. So they were each trying to give their own unique birthday experience, and so... That's why the restaurants have different versions, and then from there it turned into the restaurants all sing different ones because they're not allowed to sing the real one. Otherwise, they'll have to pay money. And it's like, do you think people just walk around collecting dimes from people? Like, how do you? Right, yeah. Do you think there's a letter that's sent in the mail where someone's like, you owe 28 cents. You yeah, sing happy cease, birthday four times. Cease and desist, stop singing happy birthday. God, I would love that. Oh, God, I would love to live in the world where someone's like, stop singing happy birthday. How dare you celebrate someone's birth? <laughs> it's not how it works, though. No. It's not, not quite. Not quite. But I, but so it goes all the way from people who don't understand how Happy Birthday works all the way to LeBron James can't get Taco Tuesday. Right. And it's like I don't understand. I guess I don't copyright understand. copyright law is the worst. It is. I I was dealing with that this week myself. It's annoying. But I I just I guess I just don't understand um, what the standard is supposed to be there. There is none. There might not be. Um, How much money you got is the standard? <laughs> well, you would think he would win. Well, no, I can't say Taco Tuesday. Everyone likes tacos. Yeah, and but like, you're you're right. Taco Tuesday is ubiquitous. Like it is everywhere. I just feel like, I don't know. <laughs> while it, while I'm glad that we can still say Taco Tuesday free of charge on the air, I also think it's sort of like. How many of these other ones were in the usage before? You know what I mean? like Right. Well, it's like the same thing with like... It's z- racism. Zippers are like a Band-Aid. That's why all the Band-Aid commercials say Band-Aid brand. They almost yeah. lost their copyright. Yeah. And that, I mean... Yeah, and then we call all of uh, all the little things Band-Aids anyway. Yeah. Even if they're not Band-Aids, we call them all Band-Aids anyway. Exactly. There's a specific word for that, and I can't remember what the legal term is. Um... I know like, what you're talking about. It's like within the, the like the realm of like parody and good in like. Well, like, it's like if like if a common if a word becomes so common, so like a great example would be like band aids. Like everything you call everything band aids. Yeah. But because like the commercials didn't specify this is band aid brand band aid. So then they they lose the ability to defend their copyright because right. they're just referring to it like everyone else is. Yeah. Dicey. Yeah, it, that's Dicey. why, and that's why. But that's like the public figure argument, right? Right, kind of. I guess well, we're getting like, way, way away from sports here, but that's all right. Well, but it's like the sports, public... Sports deals with legality. Well, and so, like, okay, uh, Chad jo- uh, Chad Johnson, uh, one time, uh, somebody... He liked when someone called him Chad Ochocinco, because his number was 85. Uh-huh. So he tried to have his jersey say Ochocinco. He was just trying to be fun with it, and the NFL was like, we only put your last name on jerseys. Right. So he said, cool, 
went to the courts and legally changed his name to Chad Ochocinco. Nice. He came back to the league and said, I'm ready. <laughs> However, in the time it took him to do all this, this is where he dropped the ball. Someone else got the patent and he had to buy it from him. Like, to be able to, like, print shirts that would say, like, Ocho Cinco on it and stuff. Nice. He had to get lawyers to, like, attack it. Now that once it was his name, he had to get lawyers to, like, attack it and be like... This is my name. You can't yeah, do this. you can't copyright his name. Like, that's his name. But, but yeah, he to spite the NFL, he legally changed his name to Chad Ocho Cinco. That's great. Then the league told him, well, we don't change names in the middle of the season. We will acknowledge it for next year. Because they'd already printed, like, all the jerseys that they ship out around the oh, world. Oh, right, yeah. So they're like, we'll get you next year, buddy. Uh, soon, soon. So I think he was like Chad Ochocinco for like four years or something. Nice. Uh, I think by the time he made it on the Patriots and then like eventually came out of the league, he had already changed it back to Johnson. And oh. then I think at that point he might have been Johnson Senior or Johnson Junior. Like lame. Yeah, but for like a few years, Chad Ochocinco, and it was all because of copyright patent in the NFL. Um. So there you go. I tied it all together with a neat little bow. Sports. Sports. <laughs> Um, there's a lot going on. The U.S. lost, uh, the FIBA basketball tournament. They lost to France. Oh, no. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. They now have to play a fifth place game against Serbia. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, two different people broke their knees this week. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, also, the Raiders safety, uh, might be the toughest human being on the planet. What happened to him? Or didn't happen to him. Early in the game, early in the game, he apparently severely damaged his shoulder, like all of the all of the parts of it. Played the rest of the game, and they keep having clips of him like just standing there, like chewing on sunflower seeds on the sideline. Like, bro's fine. Uh, got through the game. Goes in the locker room, changes, goes home. When he shows up the next day, he's like, "No, nah, I think something's messed up." And they check him out, and they announced today that he's. Or they announced yesterday that he's done for the season. <laughs> what a what an absolute savage! <laughs> done for the season. I think it's Abrams is his name, and like just completely destroyed his shoulder. And they show a clip where they were. They were pretty sure that it happened. Like his arm, like it, like shillelaghs around. Like, uh. like it. It looks like this is an injury where somebody would just obliterate a shoulder. Like he falls while his arm is up and high, and then like when he, but like he gets up and he's fine. Yeah, he rolls through. That just goes to show like adrenaline and just mindset. These guys are like that. Uh, that was one of my. Uh, that was a story I got told when I was in high school that uh, one of our coaches he had a son who. Uh, no, he it was, I think, his brother or someone in, uh, had played football before, but, like, one in one of the plays, he tackled someone and broke his wrist, and then, like, his dad or someone got mad, and it's like, why isn't he wrapping up? And he'd been playing, he played the rest of the game, because it happened in, like, the first quarter. He played the rest of the game with a broken wrist. Because, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to wrap up, he wasn't, yeah. like, wrapping he up well enough. On, yeah. And he's like, what the heck going on? And it's like, oh, no, yeah, my wrist is, like, totally broken. Yeah, I can't, he's just <laughs> hanging out here, buddy. But like, play the rest of the game, though. <laughs> yeah. Th- <laughs> credit to Pops, who's like, all right, we'll play it out. We'll stop at the hospital afterwards. No big deal. Right. What? We're still winning this game. <laughs> what? Um, the uh, the last year I played football f- uh, with the schools was in middle school. I was in eighth grade. I was down there at Truett, and I was on the, the C team. I wasn't any good. Uh, I didn't start taking football seriously until much later. But so I go out there, and we're playing – and uh, the kid who, like, 
was our good player on C team. Like he was on C team because of grades. They were like, he probably won't ever like. <laughs> Anytime a progress report comes out, this guy's going to have to sit, you know? So right. they were just like, just, we'll just leave him down there. Uh, and it's like the first game we're all playing, and he tackles somebody, and immediately he's coming off the field, and he's like, yeah, coach, it's bad. Like, I put, I put it back in. <laughs> 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 like, he's holding, like, his wrist, elbow, whole thing. And uh, coach is like, well, all right. Guardia, you're in. And I was like, but he was, like, middle linebacker. Like, he's all over the field. And they were like. Just go in there, and I was like, "All right, okay, <laughs> oh yeah." And I spent like a quarter chasing people before coach is like, "Laguardia, you're getting killed on the sides," and it's like, "Yeah," because they were way faster than me. I have short legs. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I did know all of the play calls for defense and all of like our alignments and all that. Nice. Uh, so midseason when we didn't have our defensive coach anymore, I don't remember. I want to say he had like a heart attack. Early on in the season, like, like just real bad, like at home or something though, not like like on the sideline or anything. And wow, so, that would have been that would have been intense. That would have been awesome. Uh, so like I spent the rest of the season like calling the plays in on the side because <laughs> I knew all that. Because like I figured like oh if I learn enough you know I'll know what I'm doing. But like I also didn't care about football back then. I was right. like I was like 13 and just zero. And you know what really got me back in like into football at all was Madden. Madden. Video games. Whoever said video games did, 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 did bad things. Well, um, a lot of coaches in the last like seven or eight years have commented how their players have a much higher knowledge of football coming in, and they credit it to Madden because the players will like they know pass routes, they know pass concepts, they know blocking schemes and things like that, and they're like, why do they? Why do they know all this? And anytime there's any kind of conversation about it, they'll be like, yeah, man, on Madden, if I gotta, if I want to. I want to bomb it down the field. I got to have a guy running the post, but then I got to have my pass protect. So I got to watch for the for the edge, and I got to. Yeah, they have like way more knowledge than like. Yeah, the coach is like, uh, that's all correct. Okay, who said Madden wasn't useful? It, but it was funny because that was that was how I got back into or really got into at all football, where it was really kind of it wasn't relevant to me until after that. Oh, then I learned like how the numbers interfere with sports and interact with sports. And you were like numbers is my game. Bro, I speak numbers. That's my second language. So I was I was way in at that point. But um yeah, man, it's just it's it's weird. The whole thing. Like how tough these guys are. Yeah. Um but uh Christian Yelnick for I guess it's the Padres, I guess, in baseball. Uh-huh. He hit a foul ball right into his knee. While it was full on straight, oh. <laughs> ended his season completely fractured his kneecap. Uh. Yeah, that's a painful one. I did that one. Fracture on the kneecap is one I did. Don't do it. It hurts. And then Hunter Henry uh, of the Chargers, one of the tight ends, he's the guy that keeps saying like, "This is his season," and then like he keeps getting hurt, and it's never his season. So <laughs> Antonio Gates has been on the team. It's my season. It's my season gone. It's right. my season gone. So Antonio Gates has been on the team for like. Forever, okay? He's been a San Diego Charger this whole time. I think now he's actually floating around. I need to double-check that. But they keep... They drafted Hunter Henry a few years ago, three or four years ago, and they were like, listen, he's he very much reminds us of Antonio Gates. He's strong and athletic and big and catches well. He's one of those basketball players turned football player, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, Hunter Henry's the man. And um, <laughs> he just can't stay healthy. <laughs> so it doesn't work. Did I say the name and now you're trying to see, check your fantasy team to see if you have them? I'll uh, see if I have them. <laughs> I don't think I do. 
He's only going to miss four to six weeks, though, with his fractured knee. I don't have him. <laughs> Just double-checking? Just double-checking. Yeah, he has a fractured knee, but he's only going to miss four to six weeks. Yeah. But, like, he hasn't had, he hasn't put together a healthy season. In a long time. Yet in his career. Oh, yet is pretty bad. Well, but, like, it's just football. And they all know it. Like, there's all kinds of guys, though, who, like, okay, but when they come back, they still contribute. Or when they come back, they're behind. And that's just how it works. Uh, I I watched a bunch of the Hard Knocks episodes the other day because I I just wanted to see what the season looked like for Mm -hmm. them. And um, Brandon Marshall, the linebacker formerly for the Broncos, made the team. He was on the practice squad for two years in Denver. In his second year, Peyton Manning was was it was Peyton Manning's first year in Denver, mm. and Brandon Marshall says that early on, like in training camp, Peyton Manning asked who he was because he was messing up the plays so much, like disrupting the offensive plays. And Peyton Manning was like, "Man, who you know, whoever that guy is, he's 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 crushing it. He's doing great." Um, but he wasn't on the defense, and Peyton knew that because he's. The offense and the defenses don't play against each other very much mm-hmm. until later in the training camps and preseasons and all that. You use you use the practice squad players. That's what they're for. So, like, if the offense needs to run plays, you go and you get your practice squad defensive guys and you have them mimic like defensive alignments that the other team's going to do. You don't mm-hmm. want your you don't want your defense practicing other defensive stuff, just like you don't want your offense practicing other offensive stuff. Right. So this guy's disrupting all these plays and all that, and Peyton Manning's like, this guy's pretty good. Like, what's going on? So then the coaches were like, yeah, I guess he is. Okay. They put him on the team. And so then he was with Denver for like six years. As a starter, uh, by the end, he was starting and all that. And then um, I guess it came to re-sign him, and they basically just said, nah. Nah. So he goes to Oakland, and this will be like year, I guess, seven or eight in his career. That's pretty good. So the average NFL player, I think the average career is like three years. If you play six years, you're fully vested in their retirement and health insurance and all that stuff. Um, so he already has all that. Six years, though, is double the average. And I think I think they say for running backs, it's the, the average is like two seasons now. Like It's just keep getting lower and lower. It does, man. Uh, but anyway, so he gets to Oakland, and when he shows up, though, his his knee's a little banged up. So he's doing all this like knee strength and knee conditioning and all that. So he doesn't get to go full out until about halfway through training camp. So on the whole last episode, he's basically saying, like, I started out behind and I've been having to catch up. Um, so I just I kind of expect that I'm towards the bottom of the list, uh, towards the bottom of the roster, because he knows. He's a vet. So at training camp and all the preseason stuff, you have 90 guys. Yeah. And then that last week after the fourth preseason game, the fourth preseason game is like a Thursday. And then I think by the following Wednesday, you've got to be down to 53. So they've got a week, and they got to cut. Someone said it perfectly. Like you got to cut half the locker room in a week. It's rough. It is. Also, from the fifty-three, you only dress forty-five every given week. Forty-seven, maybe. They keep adjusting the number now. Um, but like you can make the roster and never dress. Oh man. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, at that point, though, I guess you're like it counts for you. So like you're good, but you want to play. Right. But yeah, so he just the whole hard knocks. He's like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and sure enough, he 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 gets cut. The Turk comes and finds him and cuts him. They call the guy. So there's a guy whose job it is on cut week to find you and to ask you to come with him and to bring your playbook. Oh no! 
That's never a good sign. When they tell you to bring your paperwork, that's it. It's that's, all it's over. over. That's right. We were on a job together, and they were like, hey, on uh, this Friday, we're going to start turning in our blueprints, so we're going to have you guys turn yours in. And I texted you, and I was like, they're firing us. <laughs> and, uh, and then I and then I got there, and they're like, yeah, we're firing you. And then I texted you after I left, and I'm like, they're firing you. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You, we already knew. I knew I knew. I was like, suspicious confirmed. Me. I'm fired. Yeah. Once they asked for my paper, once they asked us for our paperwork back, I was like, yeah, they're firing us. I was like, eh, whatever. That was the fastest we ever got paid, because remember that next Monday they had our other paychecks. True. It, had taken, it would take them two weeks to get us our weekly paycheck, and then all of a sudden when they let us go, they like... They had them ready. They FedExed them the next Monday. I was like, shit, you should have fired me three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was definitely it's it's interesting to watch the the training camp stuff. Uh, how much time do we have? What are we at? <laughs> like twenty one minutes. All right, we're gonna jump out here when we come back. We're, we'll talk a little bit about training camps and cuts and all that, and then we'll get into some more football. Nerd Thug Sports. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station. Sports station. Sports station. That's right. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, Nico, before we get into anything, why don't you tell everybody about our friends at Cox ATA. At uh, Cox ATA um, Martial Arts, the leader in ATA Martial Arts here in the Houston area. Now with three convenient locations. Boom. Three. That's right. Uh, they have one in the Woodlands, one in Conroe, and one in Magnolia. Magnolia. So they got pretty much like if you can hear us, you can you can get to one of their locations. If you can hear us, you can learn to kick people in the face. Right. Taekwondo. They also have Tai Chi, Tiny Tigers, stuff for the senior citizens, self defense, all kinds of classes for pretty much any schedule, any dis- uh, not any schedule. You're not gonna show up there at three in the morning. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you got to work on their schedule, but any person, any person, any. Uh, there's tons of classes available. It's great. They're basically, it's like a big family, honestly. Uh, Joey even said that there was a class that was working with the disabled people. Right, and it's it's they're just it's just a wonderful place. Uh, the martial arts are a great way to get you know discipline, kind of give you some perspective. It is an art form. It is, but one you perform with your body. <laughs> oh, my body is Wonderland. Right. Okay. Sorry. So uh, head over to Cox AT. I mentioned Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. Gives you an opportunity to fall in love with the staff, the locations, whatever you want to do. True, true. Because uh, they teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. Check them out on Facebook. We link to them all the time. Yeah. See, it was, like a, it was like a long one. 
Yeah, it's man. It's really slow. And uh, this weekend, I'm going to be taking all their money uh, in the poker tournament. So oh. just make a note, write it down. Right. Dear Corey, you to winner. So um, sign up so that they have more money to play against us in poker. Yeah, absolutely. You guys need to go play them so that <laughs> Mr. Cox can put more money on the table so that I can take it on Saturday. Um, this is how Nerd Thug Radio works, right? All right? So just throw it in. Which is... <laughs> Just bad business practices. <laughs> that would be an excellent business. Listen, I'm putting money in his pocket. So he can give it to you. So he can lose it to me. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to win it in um ethically ambiguous game of lying and betting. I do love me some poker. Poker's fun. I'm bad at it, though. Really? Yeah, I'm not. You good. should come play, then. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what everyone. Uh, that's what I want to hear. I, w- I don't want to hear anyone be like, yeah, I was in Vegas. I won like three grand. Okay, well, then I don't want to play with you. Later. When you're like, yeah, I uh, I sat down for like an hour, but I didn't really get it. Yeah, and then like I, I think I won like twelve dollars, but then I lost like a hundred. Yeah, okay. so I'm at like negative like <laughs> eighty eight, but you know it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean you know I can still learn. I yeah, had fun. You, you can learn. I will teach you. Come with us. <laughs> Put your money right here. Um, so the Texans. Uh, okay. We lost on Monday night to the to the Saints. I wasn't surprised. Uh, no, but it was a close game. We were actually winning uh, with under a minute left. The lead changed twice in the final minute of the game. That and usually doesn't happen. No, it's an exciting finish. And uh, Deshaun Watson put on a Superman cape. I got to tell you, man, that, there's not a game we can't win if if he's playing. Like there were some. We uh, the line isn't great yet. Okay, they got Jeremy Tunstall in there. But now that like he came in last week, like it was he had like a week to get ready f- with us. So there's still work to be done on that end. But right. we got out there six sacks. Okay, that's not a good number. No. Six is bad. Um, but hopefully we start to change that a little bit. But beyond the six sacks, Deshaun Watson, like he put it on him. Okay, he threw a great touchdown to Deshaun. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to uh, to Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. He also threw, very importantly, a great touchdown to Kenny Stills. So right away, Kenny Stills earned a spot on the, like, it was a good-looking little touchdown run. Um, And so, and then also, uh, Johnson, the one we traded, Duke Johnson from the Browns, Mm -hmm. the guy we traded for two weeks, three weeks ago, he had a a couple good runs. He looked good. Um, So here's what I want to start with before we get into some of the specifics. I think this season... Bill O'Brien is going to keep making cuts and acquisitions. I think he has been unhappy with this roster for a while, and I think he is going to keep making changes. Makes sense. Um, I don't think that they fired the general manager because of one acquisition or lack of. Um, In everything I read, it mentions how for two off-seasons, he begged for offensive line help, and they missed on every single veteran offensive lineman. And then in the drafts, the guys haven't been great. And so, I, I shouldn't say that. It sounds like this. we like the guys we drafted this year. However, they're not... They're not there yet. They're not there yet. But it sounds like we like them. Um, however, the... Th- I don't know. Just go to the Dolphins. They're, everyone there is higher. <sighs> everyone uh, there is trying to leave. <laughs> apparently, they said a third of the team asked for trade... Uh, uh, made trade demands after the week one loss. Not a good number. Nope. <laughs> Not a, when twenty two no. guys when twenty two guys went off a team that they were dying to get on literally three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But so I think Bill O'Brien is just I, I think there are things on this team that he doesn't like. And so he's so and what I'm basing he's making that on, changes. What I'm basing that on is yesterday uh, or Tuesday they cut uh, Aaron Colvin. He was a cornerback. He was our free agent signing two years ago. We gave him $33 million for like four years, $18 million guaranteed. He still owed $7.5 million guaranteed this year. We're going to pay him $7.5 million to go away. Um, That's the deal I want in sports. Bro, d- just give me one guaranteed contract, and then I don't – like I'll go out and play as hard as I can, but if you're mad at me and you cut me, I am, I am not I mad. I am no longer angry. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, but it, it's relevant because – Last year, he, he he only played about five or six games for us, and then he was healthy for the playoff game, and we didn't even play him. Nice. And this year, he goes out there, and he was the closest defender to, like, it was something like 10 of the Saints' catches. And so, essentially, they're saying, like, he didn't do anything. He's not doing his job. So, they cut him. Nice. I don't have a problem with that. And they went, and they got another corner. They brought in a guy. Uh, Gaines. I don't know Gaines. Um, Philip Gaines. Uh, the Saints completed seven of his pass pass attempts for 106 yards and a touchdown against Colvin. So that's not a good look. Um, but so like, there's just been roster moves that we made where it's just kind of odd. So like, last year Kareem Jackson, we started him at safety, and then when we had all these injuries at corner, he, he started playing corner, and he actually played pretty good for us last year. This was one of his better years. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was turning thirty one at that off season, and so we let him go, and he went and got a thirty three million dollar deal somewhere else. If we're giving thirty three million dollars to Colvin, we can't give it to Kareem Jackson. That's how that stuff works, right? And so I think that there are bad signings. I think there are players on this team that Bill O'Brien doesn't like. And they're going to be gone this year. This year, Bill O'Brien is remaking this team. And some people are going to complain about that, but I do want to point out that this is the Patriot way. Yeah. They make they make acquisitions of people that they're going to need and roles they're going to want to fill. Yeah, and pa- the Patriots... And as, make, as, as, as people get older and rotate out, they pick up new players and then they bring them up. Well, and the Patriots make roster moves all season. Right, the Patriots never. They're not a static team. No, when they see somebody, when they see something happen, or when they see like an opportunity or an opening, they go for it. And so for them, right, like Antonio Brown, like Antonio Brown. Now, apparently, according to Drew Rosenhaus, there were multiple teams that were interested in him. So, remember, we were so you and I were sitting there, and and we can kind of get into this a little bit more. We'll we'll do this all later. But we were sitting there trying to pick which team we thought we'd go to because I told you he would be resigned. They were sitting there on ESPN saying some of the guys were saying he's done in the NFL. Yeah, and I was like, no, no. no. And I was trying to find the teams with the most cap space because I really thought he was just going to go somewhere for the money. Um, I really thought there was going to be a one year deal with like twenty five million on the table, and he was just going to just take it from like the Bills and there was someone else I said uh not the had, not the Jets. No, there was the Bills and someone else said who had like over over 20 million in, in in cap space. And I was like these are the teams that he's likely to go to. Is it Arizona? No. No, I don't remember what it was now, but I was like these are the teams that he was he was uh one of them was Buffalo. Uh but then out of the blue, now the Patriots who only have 10 million in cap space by the way. So they basically gave them their cap space. Um which I'm not surprised about. I'm just surprised about the money aspect of it, like that's all of it for them, right? Uh, if they need somebody now, they'll have to cut somebody or do something. But we'll go from there. You know, they'll go from there. But 
they don't stay they don't stay in pat when when opportunity when people arise if somebody doesn't do what they're supposed to do if there's something that they're not happy with they cut people right they're like go away um the the game the patriots lost to the seahawks um their corner who was the hero of the last one didn't play at all and there were people who were like hey how come he didn't play in the super bowl and we lost and blah 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 uh and they wound up cutting him the next season uh, malcolm butler malcolm butler didn't play that last year in the Super Bowl, and then his last year with the Patriots, he'd been he'd been the starter all season, and then he was a healthy scratch from the Super Bowl. Um, that's because the Patriots change things all the time, all the time they do that. They don't they don't sit around and wait. I think, even though he kind of got to pick his general manager, I think that there was still disagreement about the grocers that were being bought. Because the phrase everyone uses is, I don't want to cook the meal if I can't buy the groceries. Mm-hmm. That's what every coach says. I think he was writing the list down, you know, and you're like, oh, I want milk. And so the guy kept bringing the wrong milk. Kept showing up with 2% or with almond milk. And he's like, no, bro, I cook with whole milk. And right. he was like, oh, well, I got this skim milk here. Like, it was on sale. It's still milk. And he's like, it's not what I wanted. It's not the same thing. And then he's like, I need butter. He keeps showing up with like margarine and then like like goat butter. And he's like, no, this is not what we talked about. And he's like, you said butter. I brought butter. And I think it just, I think there was enough of that where then he was finally like, all right, this isn't, we're done. We're, this isn't working. I know that there are people who are upset about the clowny thing. And I would rather have clowny than not have clowny. But like our defense isn't why we lost. Um, you know, we played a great team and it went down to the final minute in this in the Superdome. Like it was a competitive good game and it wasn't like they it wasn't like a forty to forty five game or anything like that. Like it was close. It was uh I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a moral victories guy. Right. But you're going to lose road games. Right. The fact that we were there like so far into it was Yeah. I mean you're gonna lose road games. So you need to win Ideally, you win all of your home games, but we probably aren't the kind of team that's going to do that. We'll probably win six out of eight. So then you need to win three to four on the road. On the road. So you only need to win half your road games, and then you're right at nine or ten wins. So would it have been great to win in the Superdome? Yes. Are the Saints a Super Bowl caliber team? Yes. Yes. So we went toe-to-toe with them. We proved we can hang with them. And it just didn't go our way in the final. I mean, Drew Brees in the last minute of a game. They showed a stat. It was like in the last two years, Deshaun Watson is second in the league with fourth quarter comebacks. Do you know who was first in the league with fourth quarter comebacks in that same amount of time? Drew Brees. Correct. And it was by like double the number. So it's like, yeah, Deshaun Watson's magic. Drew Brees is super magic. So what now? Yeah. How 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 long has he been playing this game for? Forever. Forever. Right. Forever. Forever. He's like forty, forty one, whatever. He's. He's a couple years younger than Tom Brady, so I think he's 39, I think. Yeah, I think that's the number. I remember uh, hearing that. And, uh, yeah, the idea that, like... He's 39 years old and is magic on comebacks. Right, and in the same amount of time as Sean Watson, Sean Watson is second. I think it was, like, six, four or six uh, comebacks in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, and then Drew Brees had, like, nine. So, <laughs> I mean... It's literally it's it's literally a standoff between two comeback kings. Right, and it's one who's great at it, and then there's one who's good at it. And it's like, okay, all right. Right. I mean, I don't like... Do I want to win them all? Yes. 
is are you going to win them all? No. no. And am I so fanish? Right, because even the even the Patriots lose to the Miami Dolphins. Right, they're going down to Miami this week, and I, you know, I think I'm not saying they're going to lose. This, this team is the wrong team to like worry about. They did beat them last year, though. They did, and typically, uh, Miami, New England struggles. The one place they struggle within their division is on the road at Miami, and for some odd reason. I think it's I th- it's it's two things. It's the long travel and the weather change. I think it's Maybe. both of those things. Although as hot as this summer has been, I think that one kind of works in their favor. So. I just I just think it was so fun. Also, like last year, that touchdown play was the best thing. Oh, ever. that last second one. Yeah, yeah, it was. This year, I don't think you're gonna have any of those. No, I don't think so. Um, but it was great though. That was like the best part of Miami. <laughs> okay, so let's do this real quick before we get out of here. Uh, I'll 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 do. Th- I'm an honest guy, so I'll do this. Two things I got wrong last week. All right. Uh, I said I don't think the Baltimore Ravens are any good this year. Ah, uh, they well, they they. Demurderized. Now it was the Dolphins, but right. it was fifty-two points. It was real bad. Um, the thing that I didn't like about what they did last year was they ran, 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 and they ran with their quarterback. The Lamar Jackson was finishing games with like one hundred and twenty, one hundred and forty yards rushing. That's a ton for a quarterback. That is a ton for the quarterback, and the quarterback in the NFL level doesn't do that. Um, this year he threw, and he threw a lot. This in week one, and he had all kinds of time. The line protected him. He was just chilling back there, throwing darts, and they were those darts were going for touchdowns. And there's no room to complain about that. He threw six touchdowns. So, if they're gonna change how Lamar Jackson plays quarterback, then they can succeed. Makes sense. I didn't see that much change. I didn't expect that much of an improvement in his throwing because the thing he couldn't do last year was throw. There were games where that's, he would that's throw. That's called all you did the last year was after that season was over was throw. Yeah, and that's listen, that is exactly what he should have done. I'm proud of him for doing it because listen, real talk, not a lot of rookies are willing to go in and completely like go in the lab and change something after rookie year. Matter of fact, like for running backs and stuff, a lot of them their second year is their worst year because they're happy and they're paid and they're lazy for once. And so they kind of chill out a little bit for a minute. And like a lot of times they show up overweight or they show up in like heavy but with muscle because they're like, yeah, I'm tough now for this year because so, last year hurt a little bit. And it's like, no, that doesn't work. You need to keep your weight down to be fast still. A lot of running backs have that problem. And I was kind of thinking of Lamar Jackson as a running back because that's what he did last year. There were games where he went 7 of 10 for the whole game throwing. The quarterback throws 10 times in a whole game. like Yeah, but he got 7 of them. That's still pretty good. Yeah, but it also meant that they didn't want him to throw. That's fair. <laughs> like, if my guy's on a roll and he's at seventy percent, I'd keep throwing it. But then, uh, you know, they're in the microphone talking to each other, and the headset's going. Oh, I don't want to. I mean, that was. I mean, are we at seventy percent? Really, seventy percent? Wow, that's. Should we throw again? No, no, no. Run it, run it, run, run it. it. We're up fourteen points. Do not put the ball in the air. Like <laughs> they are. They were dead set on running it last year. So I didn't. If they're going to run it, they're going to lose. But uh, if they're going to throw it, they can win some games, especially if he throws it like that. Like, I don't I don't know right, what else yeah. to say about that. Like, he looked good. Uh, and then let's see, something else I was wrong about. Um, we'll do one I was right about, and that was the Browns. We, we literally said, like, as exciting as this roster is, we said right before the kickoff of the season, like, if the Browns brown it up, it's not going to happen. We would not be surprised. I lost to... Nothing Tennessee. And the Browns have got a brown. Uh, 
Oh, and it, they didn't. They only did. They lose to nothing Tennessee. They lost to nothing Tennessee by a lot. By a lot. In a group chat with my buddies, uh, I got I got the text. I hadn't even seen the score yet, and I was like, Cleveland's gonna Cleveland, and I was like, Ooh, it's not good news. Nope. And uh, yeah, the Browns have just struggled, and they struggled for a while, and there's no getting a. It, they've just. The thing they've been good at is being bad. Now listen, they made all the right moves over the last two years roster wise. Uh, yeah. I think even going back a little bit further, I think even two off seasons ago, so like two and three years ago, basically, when they take a second round pick from the Texans to take Brock Osweiler, they had cap space and they basically sold it for a draft pick. I thought that was a good move. They've made good roster decisions. Yeah, again, their roster is so stacked at this point. It looks like a fantasy football team. But but they have to execute. Now, granted, it was week one. The Green Bay Packers didn't look good week one. There's a lot of teams who struggled week one. So Yeah, maybe not all the kinks are worked out of the machine yet. Right. But so they like they broke down some Baker Mayfield film and they're basically like, Yeah, by the second half he was just forcing it because he wanted to win. And yeah, okay, I get it. But he he, he you can't do that. You can't do it. Nope. And like the interceptions were bad. They were bad interceptions. One of them, he just I mean, he just it's like he doesn't it's like he didn't know that the other guy was looking right at him. Because by the time he lets the ball go, the defender's already stepping in front of the receiver like, okay, well, this one's for me. <laughs> I see. Hand delivered. Mm. Oh, that's coming back. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it was just... There were oh, just, that's not going to be mine anymore, is it? No, no. Oh. There were just some... It was a bad week for them. Now, here's the thing. It's a, They could get better. It's just one game. Right. You don't you don't measure anything in the NFL by the one game. Unless the one game you like lose things. Important players get hurt in one game, then it's a big game. I remember one time for the Texans, they lost Clowney, Merciless, and Watt in one game. And I think Clowney comes back a couple weeks later, but Merciless and Watt were like done for the season and you're like Okay. That game was pretty important. Okay, cool cool. Cool. Real cool. Um but yeah, it is You have expectations, right? Yeah. But uh, it's also important to remember that, like, the teams who produce are the teams who consistently produce. Right. Uh, the Steelers. I didn't think that I was, I didn't, mm, I didn't say great things about the Steelers. I, I didn't think you could lose that much talent, but I didn't think they were 33-3 to bad. It was real bad. To the Patriots, 33-3. to It was real bad. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They didn't convert on third down think but one time if even that yeah i think in the third quarter they were like they haven't converted on third down or they've con- they converted on fourth they went on fourth down and converted. that's right that's right but they still hadn't gotten the third down conversions. right no no yeah yeah that was it was bad it was almost a complete shutout they got a field goal and that's it so do you think and then we'll get out of here on this do you think that there's coming back from that losing bell losing antonio brown what do you think the hopes are for that season now? I don't think they're particularly high. I don't because the thing is that they've lost and like Juju Smith-Schuster is still good, but but he didn't he he was invisible right because now there's now he's all now he's right, it right now he's the only one that's really relevant on their team right now right. So he was good enough to beat his single man when Antonio Brown was double covered and they were worried about Le'Veon Bell. Right. Now, now that, they now have that they're worried about either one of those guys, and all they have to worry about is Juju Smith-Schuster. He's no longer... It's it's hard to be a threat when everyone's gunning for you. Correct. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that. So what do you... So put a number on it. 
Last year, I think they finished nine and seven, and they basically didn't have Bell at all, but they had Brown. What do you think this year? I can't see over seven, honestly. Like from I that think, because of the one game. Yeah, and I mean this was the Patriots, but honestly, like what, like who are they going to play that they're going to beat like consistently at this point? Right. If they can't get guys open, if they can't get guys the ball, right. No, I get. It. I'm with you. I get it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're off by maybe a winner. I think they still, think I think they still, still stay eight and eight, nine and seven. But I think it's a different kind of eight and eight, nine and seven. Right. Um, they gotta first of all, their defense has to stop somebody, which they didn't do at all. No. And then once the defense starts stopping people, then they can run a little more because James Conner barely got any usage. Nope. Uh, but again, they were down by so much so fast. Right. Uh, all right, we're gonna jump out here to a break. When we come back, we got more North Tech Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Make sure to check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. That's the sister show right there. That's the mothership. And then also go to www.nerdthugradio.com and uh, come hang out with us. Say hey, do all that kind of stuff. We post things and we have a good time. Uh, and speaking of good times, let me tell you about my friends over there at Adventure Begins. Comics, games, and more. Um, they got a lot going on this Sunday, September 15th from 2 to 6 p.m. They have their cosplay and crafting meetup. Uh, check their website for details, but it's basically... It's novices and experts, and they're all sitting around having a good time working on their cosplay, working on their crafting. So if you ever want to start, this is a good time to show up. And you should want to start because the following, September 21st, is Batman Day. And the people who come up cosplaying as Bat characters enter for a chance to win a prize. There's going to be a drawing at 6 p.m. Also Monday, September 16th from 6 to 8 p.m. is Chaz's Awesome Trivia Night. Chaz is great if you've been watching any like the Kingdom of Geekdom stuff. He's all over that. He's kind of all over Conroe. Chaz is a great guy. And they're doing, they do their fun trivia. It's monthly trivia night. Uh, it's free to play. First, second, and third place all receive prizes. And there are bonus giveaways. This is a bring your own beverage event. So you might want to check out Tap next door and maybe uh, get maybe. a beer. I don't know. It's up to you. Um, you we're do. not suggesting yeah, anything. Yeah, whatever you want to do there. Um, and then also September 21st. September 21st. Batman Day. They're going to have Batman, they're going to have Joker, they're going to have a replica of the 1960s Batmobile there from 2 to 6 p.m. There's a lot going on that day. Batman Day, September 21st. Also, they have their upcoming Spider-Man number one release party on Wednesday, September 18th. 
It's celebrating the release of J.J. and a- uh, J.J. Abrams' comic book. Him and his son Henry wrote Spider-Man number one. It's a it's a, it's a little one shot. You're gonna want to check it out. Sweet. There's a lot going on. They're doing a contest for that too, because the adventure begins. They're all about giving stuff back to people and having a good time. That's the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more on 1488. Yeah. Yeah. Check it right. out. I really love that place, man. It really I'm is great. I'm getting my books there. We're doing a uh, HeroClix event out there September 27th. We started posting in the appropriate HeroClix places for that, so make sure to check that out. Um, yeah, so get on that. Okay, uh, before we do too, too much here, we only got a little bit of time left. We got like four minutes. Let's, let's do this. All right. We're going to real quick, I'm going to run down the relevant games for us. So on Thursday, tonight, Tennessee's at Jacksonville, 7.20 p.m. on the NFL Network. You going to watch it? No, not really. Uh, this is important to us. It would be great if Jacksonville won this because they lost the last game. So then both these teams would be one and one and it would be real muddy. Uh, I don't have faith in either one. So I'm I don't either. I, I don't I'm going to go Jacksonville because I, like they, they, I feel like they've been talked about more than Tennessee. Yeah, a lot of people thought they were going to be good, but Nick Foles broke his clavicle. Yeah, he did get beamed. Uh, also, Tariq Hill had to go to the hospital for of a clavicle issue. Like, his insides were hurting because of something that happened to his clavicle. Ugh. They think he's going to be back in three to four weeks, though. They're acting like he's fine. Well, there's not really much you can do about your clavicle. Just let it heal. Except, yeah. like, I don't know if it was in him. Like, I don't know what happened. There. You <laughs> like know he what got I mean? hit so hard, it like, went inside. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. It's going to have to come back out on its own. It'll pull back. Um, okay, so Cincinnati at Buffalo, Gross. Miami at Dallas, Denver at Green Bay, Atlanta at Indianapolis, Baltimore at Kansas City, Oakland at Minnesota, the Jets at New England, Detroit at Philly. Those are all the morning games. Any of those stick out to you? Not really. Um, so the Colts looked okay. I'm going to say Atlanta at the Colts because Atlanta lost bad and looked bad. Yeah, that's true. They got to they gotta pick it up, but they're going to be on the road in Indianapolis. Denver at Green Bay. Green Bay looked kind of eh against Chicago, eh. but they won, and that's really all that matters. Uh, and Denver did not look good. Uh, Denver got played, you know, against Oakland at that. Like, Denver looked bad. They didn't get to the quarterback very much. It wasn't a great game for them. Also, it's Oakland. There's not really much there right now. Well, that's the thing. So, like, everyone during the game, everyone was kind of talking about, like, yeah, these guys kept losing people and blah, 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 but they just keep – Gutting it out, and they were. And <laughs> they, they just keep trudging along. They're listen, fine. Like nothing ever happened. They they looked like they knew what they were doing. They looked like they wanted to win. Derek Carr was throwing great. He was throwing to guys like. It looked. It looked. They looked good. They, they did say well, their their relationship with Antonio Brown was very much dicey. Anyways. Well, and if he wasn't there all training camp, right? He didn't. So, I mean, he, he burned his feet the first time. Right. So like he didn't practice. So this is the team that had practiced this whole time. Right. So even with his loss, it's not like Yeah. What are they worried about? So anyway, Carolina at Arizona, Giants at Tampa Bay, Houston at the Chargers, Pittsburgh at San Francisco, and New Orleans at Seattle. That's the afternoon I, games. I hope Arizona loses seventy nine to twelve. <laughs> Carolina looked good. Arizona uh they're the they're the tie. Uh them and was it the Chargers they tied against? Who did they play last week and they tied? I think it was Chargers. Did Lions. They tied Lions. the Lions. I think that was the other team that had cap space. Yeah, it was. It was Detroit. And it would make sense. Detroit had like $25 million. Yeah. The fact that they didn't just throw $22 million right up front to Antonio Brown, 
is weird because they have Matt Stafford and they he they needs help. Any, yeah, he needs help. Else. Um, that is weird. He, Detroit's at Philly at the noon game, and they're probably going to lose that. Um, I, Pittsburgh's at San Francisco. San Francisco didn't look good, so it'll be interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. The oh Sunday night game is the Rams at Cleveland. Oh no. So this is the NFC team that went to the Super Bowl versus the AFC team that doesn't know what the playoffs are like. <laughs> and then Monday is Chicago Bears at Washington. Man, Chicago Bears back to back primetime games. That's Interesting. Good for them. Um They'll never have another one. I I I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna say the Cleveland Browns beat the Rams. What? I think they go one and one, but I think that this is an important game for them because this is their home game. Oh, that's just fair. And this is the opener, and it's prime time, and I think they're just gonna. I think they're gonna talk themselves into it. Chicago, I think, does beat the Redskins. Uh, we'll see how I do there. I'm not like a bookie. Like I don't know the spreads. I don't know how to do that. I watch. I follow the guys who like do all that, and I'm always like. I don't know. I'm not bold enough to tell people to follow my lead, like, follow my picks with money. Like, <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, I did famously one time, somebody, I was telling them, like, I know football, like, I'm comfortable with football, and I was like, the Carolina Panthers were scheduled to play the Giants, and I was like, Eli Manning won't finish the game. I said, that's my prediction for the week. And uh, sure enough, the Panthers sacked him, like, seven times, and they pulled him, like, midway through the fourth. And at the time, one of my roommates was like, okay, that is really impressive, though. But, like, everything else, I, like, they were like, you have to pick three games. And the other two I got totally wrong, but, like, this is the thing that I wanted. I was like, I just, this is what I know. And they were like, no, you have to pick three. I'm like, eh, whatever. All right, so we're going to jump out there. Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday. Make sure to turn on the television and watch some football tonight because it's America, and that's what we do. Uh, for Little Nico. And uh, for all of Nerdthug family. Small Nico. Small Nico. For the extra small Nico. For the petite Nico. For Nico Tiny. Uh, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Sports saying have a happy Nerd Thug time. Same Nerd Thug channel. I'm out. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio.